Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. In this episode, we discuss the latest movie news from December 27th to January 1st. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. This is Anthony. And it's James. Happy 2020! We made it, everybody. Hopefully this year is, you know, a little better than the last in the last couple. Uh, we're very excited about this year because there's a ton of great new films coming out. We're going to talk more about that this this week on the show. But let's start off with movie news number 31 right now. Is that where we're at? Holy yeah, lots of weeks. Uh, box office, the year ends with 60% behind the total of 2019. So $4.5 domestically in the United States was made at the box office. Better than I thought would happen after 2020. I'm expecting 2022 to blow the lid off the box office and maybe have one of the best years of all time. Uh, no Way Home is still dominating. They're at $48 million for the last weekend, and they're over a billion dollars for sure. Sing 2 made $19 million last weekend. The Matrix Resurrections only made $4 million at the box office last weekend, and right now it's only grossed $28 million since its U.S. premiere, and that's on a budget of $190 million, not including the marketing budget, which was probably an extra $100 million because they marketed Easy. the heck out of that movie, which is yeah. crazy, crazy bomb, huge disappointment. I mean, I don't know if it means that people just didn't want to see the movie. Personally, we didn't like it that much. It was okay, but like compared to the uh, the original Matrix, it really wasn't on par with it. But I think it was probably a combination of maybe a lot of people didn't want a fourth movie in the in the franchise, even though the first the best one of the best movies of all time. But maybe word of mouth, people didn't like it too much. That's probably what happened. I think especially the last one left a bad taste in people's mouths, and then also I think it was a bad idea for anyone to release a movie anywhere near Spider-Man. Yeah, that's probably the biggest they, thing It as came well. out the week after Spider-Man, and by the second weekend, Spider-Man almost made $100 million again, so it was just bad to even put a, a movie in the calendar there. I mean, just keep going. The King's Men made $3.7 million last weekend, and that's only grossed $16 million. Mm-hmm. West Side Story is only grossed $28 million uh, total on a $100 million budget, and it only made $2 million last weekend. So Spider-Man has just absolutely dominated the box office, which is, you know, we've seen this happen before, but I don't think, like, to this extent where just one movie has completely just blown the lid off everything. Well, the first weekend of its release, Spider-Man No Way Home made up 92% of the entire gross of the box office, which had never been done before. Well, all you had to do was look at yeah. uh, your theater when you were buying tickets, and every screen was, was yeah. Spider-Man. So, I mean, I think it's still great that people are going to the theaters. I think the theaters, they just need that influx of cash something like spider-man is a major player for them making profits in the entire year like this is this is their big season when a superhero movie comes out so it's like a summer town depending on like the the summer months like in jaws to make their money exactly so it's important for the theater owners to make this money now but also i think that west side story has an older audience um so I think a lot of older people are not going to the theater still, which is which is why any film that usually would have a, a higher audience of elderly people generally aren't performing well now. That, that can make sense, especially because a lot of people who love the Matrix franchise, they're older for sure. I, I feel like maybe not a ton, ton of Gen Z people have seen the original Matrix or, or the original trilogy. Yeah. And the same thing with Kingsman. But I mean... I'm still shocked by Matrix only making $20 million. That's pretty nuts. For It's, it's the lukewarm response yeah. in an unimpressive trailer. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on to today. 
Or what's today's date? Today's Sunday. So today's the, the first. So second. it's the second. Oh, I'm sorry. We're recording this on the first. <laughs> You're doing great, man. So yesterday was the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter Return to Hogwarts. We're going to watch it right after we film this. So I can't wait to finally check it out because, mm-hmm. today, again, today's the first. And it looks amazing. We love Harry Potter. Those are the most feel-good movies of all time. And we also have maybe some Harry Potter episodes coming this week. Who knows? Possibly. It's possible. It might be on the cards. It, it, it might, might be, be on the cards. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? And then uh, Spider-Man... No Way Home, home they, it surpassed The Dark Knight and Rogue One in domestic box office sales. It is now at $563 million domestic gross, which is just absolutely massive. Looks like this film will finish out um, at about $1.7 billion worldwide would be my guess. Is that top 10 all time? It's got to be. For yeah, it's top movies. 10. That's crazy. At the time, The Dark Knight broke the record crazy. when it first came I'm out. I'm curious what's going to happen with Doctor Strange. If it's if if Doctor Strange, it's a billion. No, I doubt it. I don't know, man. They're pretty hyped. It's, it's pretty hyped. Yeah, but it's not Spider-Man hype. It, it might be a little bit Spider-Man's, because Doctor Strange was so much in No Way Home. Yeah, but Spider-Man is still king of the, the king of the mountain. Oh, yeah, for sure. For, for Marvel in terms and of— And just for superheroes. It always is like— Everyone's favorite superhero, generally. True, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Doctor Strange gets near a bill. I would be, su- I'd be surprised if Doctor Strange hit uh, 150 million. I'm guessing it'll hit opening like, weekend. Yeah, 120 is my guess. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Which is like crazy. We're talking about that as like a slow. It performer. might hit a billion. Maybe uh, it'll hit see. a billion, but not not the same as Spider Man numbers. The status piece of news this week is Betty White, the beloved actress who starred in the Golden Girls, and we've seen all over social media and commercials and stuff like that the last several years, passed away at ninety nine, just a few days before her hundredth birthday. So rest in peace to an incredible actress and what a career she had. She was still acting. I think wasn't she in a Super Bowl commercial this past Super Bowl, I feel like Yeah, she was in I think something. she was in and she was in that Snickers commercial. So she was still yeah. working, which is actually really incredible. So very unfortunate. But I mean to live to ninety nine, that's absolutely incredible. But we can all hope to be that lucky. Yeah, that's a that's a long life. Next up, good news about House of the Dragon, which is the new Game of Thrones prequel series that will be coming out on HBO and HBO Max um, this up uh, this year. <laughs> now it's 2022, so this year, um, the series creator George R. R. Martin he praised this new prequel series as dark, powerful, and visceral. And as someone who wasn't happy with um, Game of Thrones, how it turned out for the TV series. Since he's praising this, I think that's a really good sign that it's going to be good. And he also has a cut of it, so, you know. Yeah, he's getting He's getting like a percent. <laughs> so, yeah, of course, he's going to say, oh, yeah, it's real the good. best thing ever. You should definitely watch it, everybody. <laughs> Sign up for HBO also, and watch it. Also, keep buying my books. <laughs> but I, I, I can't wait to see it. I, we love Matt Smith, and he's the lead of this series, so it's, it's very exciting to see him in uh, property like Game of Thrones. Next up, Dwayne Johnson declines Vin Diesel's invitation to return for Fast 10. There was no chance, he said. Uh, according to Johnson, we had spoken months ago about this and came to a clear understanding, so he will not be coming back to the franchise. I don't blame him because what Vin Diesel did, he basically made this Instagram post video, a selfie video, saying that, like, talking about how his children, his kids miss Dwayne Johnson, they call him Uncle Dwayne, and how he wants to reunite the whole family for the fin- finale, and it's like, bro, this is pretty, like, why are you doing this on social media? It's It's kind of like... They had a falling out, right? Yeah, they had a falling out. It's pretty uncool to do this on social media. Why not speak to Dwayne directly? Because it puts pressure on Dwayne to have to make a public response. You know what I mean? Especially when you bring kids involved. I feel like it was a weird way to approach it, and it seemed pretty desperate and kind of like I'm guessing that – Vin probably didn't even think that. My guess is like maybe he didn't even think that he would say yes, but he just wanted to put it on social media to to make Dwayne Johnson seem like like an asshole or something. Well, either way, it's absurd they're making a tenth film, but we know that Dwayne Johnson's bringing in a lot of that box office the last several. 
You know, he's a, he's yeah. a big part of that my, franchise. Yeah, you know? and my guess is like Dwayne's like I'm the top dog on every set, and Vin probably wants to be top dog of F nine of F ten. So I just don't think that two big alphas like that can mix in a. Well, I, in a group. I think we can say that Dwayne's the ultimate alpha. Oh between yeah, the absolutely, two of them. <laughs> absolutely. That's why he's not being in it. <laughs> Next up, Rebel Moon, first concept art revealed. By Zack Snyder. This is the Netflix movie that's scheduled to begin principal photography in the next few months. And this is going to be cool. Is this the one that there's... The space one. The space yeah. one around Mars or... Multiple planets, yeah. like around Jupiter it's, and stuff. So I'm down. I love Zack Snyder. I can't wait to yeah, check it out. The concept art looks really cool. They only released a couple of images, but it looks pretty pretty interesting. And, and him playing with sci-fi outside of the superhero world is yeah. super fascinating. I, I want more original content. So. I think his aesthetics going to work really well. 100%. And then, like we mentioned earlier during our Matrix Resurrections review, it was officially confirmed that Hugo Weaving was initially supposed to return as Agent Smith. He would have played, you know, the character. We won't spoil who, if, yeah. if Agent Smith's in the movie, you haven't seen it, but yeah, yeah he would have returned as he Agent He would have Smith. returned, and it would have made sense given that everyone else returned except for uh, Lawrence Fishburne, but unfortunately, it did not work out scheduling-wise, although I would say that Hugo Weaving dodged a bullet here. Yeah, for sure. So you could probably see Lawrence Fishburne probably watch it. Like, oh, good thing they didn't ask me to be in this. I don't think he's going to watch it because he didn't, he didn't get asked I to would, be in yeah, it. I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, I'd be pretty upset if I was him yeah, too. I'd be like, bro, you know how important I was to the first one working? <laughs> um, Killing Eve Season 4 teaser reveals what's in store for these killer women. And Killing Eve is a really, really cool show. We both are fans of it, so we can't wait to check out the next season. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. The last season finale was pretty wild, it so I'm very, I'm very curious to see where they take it from here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the the Batman has been confirmed by Warner Brothers to just being released in theaters for 46 days. So Thank goodness. It's going to be the first major Warner Brothers release that's not going to be an HBO Max simultaneous release, which I think Warner Brothers learned over the last year. Like, we're not making the same kind of money we would have made if we just went with theater only and then oh, yeah. throw them on HBO Max after a month. That's what I think they always should have done was theaters for a month. That's what Marvel then, was doing. Then put it on HBO Max. That's Mar- it. Besides Black Widow, Marvel started doing that right away with Shang-Chi. Yeah. And then it was so surprising to me when they still went ahead with doing with same-day release digital yeah. in theater. And that movie could have made a lot more money. But thank goodness we're getting a sequel for that film. But there, that was still like up in the air if they would make a sequel or not. I would, yeah. <clears throat> or the Dude, part two, I mean. Dune made, I think, $54 million opening weekend, if I remember correctly. It could have made easily it, $100 70 then. or $80 million yeah. for sure if it wasn't an HBO Max same-day release. For sure, yeah. Um, Will Arnett is replacing Army Hammer and Taika Waititi. Army Hammer, Army Hammer and Taika Waititi <laughs> soccer comedy. Next goal win. So this is another project that Army Hammer has to leave. His film, uh, The Death of the, the Nile, is coming out pretty soon. But aside from that, he's lost all of his roles. He he lost the role he was in the movie with Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. I think that was called Shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he lost. He was in a play, something like that. And he's he's lost pretty much everything in his career. And he would have had a lot of work over the next couple of decades. Yeah, he was been a huge. He was a huge yeah. star. He was he was becoming one of the main leading men in Hollywood. Yeah, so I, I mean, uh, Taika doing uh, soccer sounds like a lot of fun. Maybe the he's playing the coach of a soccer team, maybe, because he's pretty old, Will Arnett. If he's going to, oh, Will Arnett? Well, yeah, you're right, he's probably not he's a player. He's in his late 40s, early it's 50s. Gotta be, gotta yeah, be. So I'm sure that'll be pretty fun. And also, Ryan Reynolds shared the official first look at his new film with Will Ferrell called Spirited, which is going to be a holiday musical. And he showed a few photos of them. Someone sent us set photos yeah. and videos because they were filming that in Boston. Patty, meant, right. yeah, Patty yeah. sent them yeah, to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Thanks, Patty. She's our, our ear to the ground in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> You're our eyes and ears out there, Patty. <laughs> but it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, we know uh, Will Ferrell can sing because he sings sometimes just comedy-wise. I mean, if you saw Step Brothers, he's yeah. the songbird of his generation. Yeah, exactly. We all know that. I didn't know Ryan Reynolds can sing, so I'm curious to see his voice. But, I mean, sign me up. Two of the funniest guys alive making a, a musical. Like, sounds great. Ca- Captain Marvel 2 set photo hints that Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie will appear, which I am all on board for because I think Valkyrie is an awesome character, and I'm so curious what's going to go, what that character's arc's going to look going forward, since she's going to be like the queen of Asgard now, and how that will fit in with the MCU. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun to see Tessa on in there. She's super talented, and I'm sure she is going to work well with Brie Larson because they had a good little moment in Avengers Endgame, and then. Our final bit of news is that the Boba Fett television series had started airing. Its first episode has been released. Uh, it was pretty good. We saw, we watched it. Uh, we thought it was a pretty interesting setup for what this series is going to be. Very curious to see how Robert Rodriguez and John Favreau take the character on this new journey. I just thought it was a little slow. I understand yeah. they're setting up like the Boba Fett origins. origins, and like I wish that the episode was more focused on the Sarlacc pit. Like the whole episode is him escaping the that Sarlacc sick. because the, the the concept of the Sarlacc is so terrifying. Then just having him escape was just like thirty what if seconds. It's like like he's in his intestines. Yeah, and the, like a never ending tunnels. That would have been and a great even, opening like, little episode. Critters inside of the intestines. That's what I would have done. Oh man, that would have been so awesome. I know. I was watching. I'm like, oh, that was kind of short lived for like him supposedly yeah, it was dying. T- it was here. two shots. Basically. I think it would have been really cool rather than him on like the journey of being Bro. a prisoner and stuff like that. Oh my god, why didn't you write it? I, I mean, that's I'm not a John great Favreau. idea. John didn't hit me up, man. Oh, hey Favreau, man. if you're listening, let me know. I got some ideas. Yeah, but um, it was. I, I'm sure like. It'll speed up a little bit story-wise. It's getting mixed responses, so it's okay. It doesn't yeah. have the charm of Mando yeah. yet. It maybe it'll get there. It doesn't have there. the excitement either. And I think the action was just a little slow. Like, the fight sequences were a little slow, and the choreography yeah. didn't look phenomenal. It was a little, little jumpy. I was, I was like, my, the bar is set really high with Mando. I think that's a really well-made show, and I love that show a lot. So I was expecting, like, that kind of quality. Not that it's not there production-wise, but I think... It's just going to take a little few episodes to get it going, honestly. But we'll, we'll keep continue watching it and do an episode on it when it's over. Yeah, we know y'all want to see us review it, so we'll be uh, on that for show. And that ends our movie news, number 31. Get ready for some great episodes this week, everybody. It's going to be a good one. Take care. Bye. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.